The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Mean Advice Show for the Modern Era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, 30 under 30, media luminary, Griffin McElroy. Listen, boys, here's the thing. I don't want to do My Brother, My Brother anymore. I want to just talk about Twin Peaks, and I have a pretty big, listen, but I have a bold theory that I would like to pitch to you guys. Welcome to our Twin Peaks theory cast, Twin put. Three Peaks, no? Garmin Boja Boys. The Red Room Boys. The Red Room Boys. Red Room Boys. The, the Fun Lodge. Um, gum Boys. Peepums. Pe- the Gum. The Bookhouse Boys. The Bookhouse Boys. Done. Cut. Okay. Sold it. Got it. Bookhouse Boys. So, here's the thing. I've been watching Twin Peaks, The Return, and I realized it might have a connection. Did you guys know that there was a similarly named show that came out in the 90s? Okay. And I think the two might be connected. All right. So the theory is that Twin Peaks The Return has a connection to another tele. Was the other television show David Lynch run as well? Because I know he likes to sort of weave his universes together. I haven't I haven't checked IMDb. I know Kyle okay. McLaughlin is in both. Whoa, okay. So, yeah, wait, right? It's, it's not um, Portland, is it? Because if that's the connection, then you've just named two things that Kyle McLaughlin's been in. No, it's uh, Showgirls. No, okay, wait, great. sorry. Okay. It, no, uh, that's something different. But that is connected. Because okay. both, those both take place in Nevada. 2017 mm. Twin Peaks takes place in Nevada. I'm talking about there's a 1990s show okay. called Twin Peaks. What the fuck? I know. Okay. How did they even get away with... How did Showtime even get away with making this damn thing then? Because they well, just... Well, the 90s some, were the Wild West. Nobody even has, like, records of that shit anymore. But I found it buried deep on Netflix. Okay. And I was like, wait, what is this show? <laughs> yeah. Now, I think I remember the this show that you're talking about from the 90s because it was on uh, ABC, the America's Broadcasting Channel. And it came on right after TGIF. It was like, you thank God it's Friday. And then mm-hmm. at like 10.30 p.m., it's like, where's your God now? Um, because the this show is, if I remember, kind of spooky and kind of fun and a little sexy. And so... <laughs> Is that is what's the what's the connection? Is it just the name, or is there other stuff? To Griffin, listen the the list of connections is downright fucking spooky, right? Okay. So I've been watching this '90s one. There's a woman with a log, right? Okay. In the new one, woman with a log. Um, okay. There's references to coffee in the '90s one. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah. Hello, they talk about coffee in the 2017 one. That's about it. That's as far as the list goes, actually. Okay. That and Kyle McLaughlin. And break. Okay, so pretty fun bit. Uh One of the things that I think would make it funnier is if there were 
if you literally did not just list all the connective tissue between old Twin Peaks and new Twin Peaks. If if the two Twin Peaks were in any way similar other than the ways you just listed, yeah. then it probably would have landed a little better. But it is, in fact, basically a completely different show. Um, I'd like to, let's talk, can I try a different sort of Twin Peaks run? Sure. Oh, okay. And sure, we're yeah, back yeah, yeah. in. Do you guys ever think that David Lynch just wants to fuck a big cup of coffee? <laughs> Just watching, just watching these shows and stick with me. There's, there's a lot of stuff that I think David Lynch is really horny for that I think we would consider um, avant-garde. Uh, sure, that's a really uh, flattering way of thinking about it. It's just like sometimes you watch things and you get a really close-up picture of like some pie that like a woman mm-hmm. wearing some 1950s clothes puts down on a counter, and it's like David Lynch wants to fuck all of this, this old aesthetic. I think he's probably, I don't want to, he's a very talented man, but I think he's probably made love to a big, like, redwood tree at some point. So, we are going to have two episodes in a row where we talk about fucking pies, right? So, this is our second one. Okay, Sequentially. Okay, okay. Well, I'm not if saying, I'm not saying, hey, 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 I'm not saying he has fucked a pie. I'm saying he wants to very, very badly. No, you're just saying he's fucked a redwood. He did fuck a tree, Yes. <laughs> That's that one's true. Why would the pie gentleman not take the pie to his room? This has bothered me for a long time. Oh, from the pie he gentleman movies, he sh- he's directed he by David he Lynch. Shares, <laughs> he knows he shares the space with Eugene Levy, his father. Yeah. Why would he do the thing in his kitchen? He yeah. knows he shares that. Well, Why would he do that? Floyd there, would say, Justin, think? that he is hoping to get caught. That it, this Interesting. is um, an underlying guilt that he wants to be punished for this action, which he knows is wrong. That's just and it. Says, when mm. when Shermanator tells him about this pie thing, he says the guilt is what makes it so sexy, Jason Biggs. So, um, and it it does, it does, it does. I just asked David. Like it, I, it feels great. To, is it bad that I would rather talk about Twin Peaks for an hour than do jokes? Is that a normal impulse to have? Um, only in that it would be poisonous to our show. To, to our show, yeah. Yeah, because Twin Peaks isn't at all hot right now, Griffin. People aren't just yeah. looking for that sweet Twin Peaks content. I mean, I watched Twin Peaks The Return, and I there's part of me where... Um, when I when I see Kyle McLaughlin barfing up a gallon of creamed corn, I think like I'm probably one of fifty people that enjoy this, right? There can't possibly be. More I am than enjoying 50. this, but I I have to be in the minority. I ha- there can't be any more than oh fifty. I have to be a member of an elite group who enjoy watching Kyle McLaughlin vomit up a hysterical amount of creamed corn, right? Hey, I'm the only one. S- spoilers, by the way. Spoilers for for Twin Peaks: The Return. Kyle McLaughlin just expunges Yaks up a, a, a ludicrous amount tubs full but but a Max and Irma's ice cream bathtub full of Garmin Bosia. this week sponsored by Max and Irma's get that bowl of Garmin Bosia. hear it Max and Irma it's and everything should we do advice uh, Griffin can I say I would love that I'd rather talk about that. Twin Peaks I'm, I'm still I'm gonna work Twin Peaks into um, a couple of my answers see if Perfect. you can spot when I do Okay. Okay. This will be a fun uh, game. Last night I had a dream. Well, this is an easy. The one. owls. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> last night I had a dream that I filled up my tank, and while giving me change, the attendant caught my eye and slipped an extra fifty into my change. He leaned in and whispered, "This is a test," before telling me to have a good day. What does this mean? Okay. 
y'all, we have expanded beyond the scope. Of yeah, no, this is this, this is point. this is secretly our Twin Peaks episode. If this is the caliber of 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 episodes, if we're getting into dream interpretation, can we just pretend? Let's remove a few words from this question. Uh, let's okay. remove I had and a and dream. So just last night, I filled up my tank, and while giving me change, the attendant caught my. That would make this a much more pal- palatable sort of request. Yeah, let's for just me. try that. But okay. also well, a much more fireable offense for this gas station attendant. Well, it's a test, Trav. So. Oh, he's like not a necessarily Jamie Kennedy experience, or not? Yeah, not necessarily. Given given them the fifty bucks one hey, time, Daryl, your till is three hundred and fifty dollars short again. Well, they must be tested. This is like what Morpheus did when we woke mm-hmm. up. We woke Neo up from the Matrix dream. Mm-hmm. And he said, "This is a test." He said, "This, this is, is it." Said, "This is a test." There's a good way and a bad way to do it. Are you a robot? Matrix movie one. Have you guys one. ever thought about how different that movie would be if Neo had taken the other pill? Wow. <laughs> right? Where's it's that just, fan it, film? It would, it would just it be him <laughs> waking up it, the next morning, going to Subway, yeah, eating a it Subway. It would basically just be The, the Office at that point with starring Neo. Oh, shit, Justin. You just opened my whole fucking thing. Holy so shit. Jim, yeah. When Jim looks at the camera, it's like, uh, I should have taken the other pill. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. This Dwight robot is a real pill. Oh. Um, it doesn't mean anything. It was, you just ate like some weird food during the day. And then you, it, it, it that's what dreams are. They just, And that's what I believe. A lot of people say it's like a collection of your experiences that all get garbled up in there. And mm-hmm. then they get barfed back up like so much garbage go by Kyle McLaughlin. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's just you ate like a weird. You ate too many cinnamon rolls during it's, the day. It's a, uh, an undigested bit of beef, yes. a lot of mustard, a crumb of cheese. <laughs> it's it's There's... it's some chili you ate that got up in your brain somehow, and then it was like, all right, let's do fifty dollar gas station test. Here we go. Hit it. Roll it. Roll that beautiful bean footage. You know, guys, I've been thinking a lot about t- Tibet and. Um, okay. Okay. Into, here it is. What? And into and into. That's about as far as my joke went, though. So, God, this coffee, um, this coffee I'm drinking is so sexy. These pretzels <laughs> are making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, we uh, went back to my place and bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> you know, from Twin Peaks. <laughs> You know the part in Twin Peaks where the woman, uh, the fiance, dies because she licked too many envelopes? And then, mm-hmm. Could I be any more possessed? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> smelly Cat. Remember the Smelly Cat song I do. from Twin Peaks? <laughs> that if they could just decipher, they'd figure out who killed Laura Palmer and also why the cat was so smelly. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love playing arcade games, but as a childless 30-year-old man, I feel weird going to the local putt-putt slash arcade by myself. We live in a small town in Georgia, so the closest grown-up arcade, a la Dave and Buster's, is almost 90 minutes away. Mm. How can I satiate my desire to play childish games without actually having a child? That's from too old for this shit in Leesburg. Leesburg's pretty country. They got a great mall. Oh, you know. Used to work, up, used to work out there. Wait, Leesburg what? For, yeah, for a couple summers. Leesburg, Virginia. I was uh, working at Children's Theater. Well, this is Georgia. This is Georgia, buddy. Yeah, it's pretty country up there. Okay. Okay. Um, my name is Lee, and I'm claiming this one too. <laughs> Lee, you can't. 
Not well, again. You already got one, Lee. You already got one. Well, I like this one also. If you had to buy, you know, my ha- hang up with buying them has always been if it breaks, That's that it. just became a very expensive uh, place to put dust under. Like, yeah. that's a very expensive. Uh, that's uh, a good point, Jamian. I was trying to come up with something. There's literally yeah. at that There's point. There's nothing like nothing. it. Like, I was going to make a joke like paperweight. Uh, absolutely not. No, no, no I don't God, think no. I will lift that up to put paper underneath it. It's a lot it. it's like nothing. It's, it reminds me of the episode of Twin Peaks where they bought the Frogger machine. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if, the, if and the could, problem too with the arcade machine and it breaking down is they're. Not, I don't think they're making new ones. I don't think anyone's made an arcade machine since 1998. So like, you're wrong. So like, um, okay. <laughs> I don't need quick, those tweets. Just real I quick, know I'm, pop in, pop I in know, there I'm just... speaking hyperbolically. Okay. Um, they're not as popular as they used to be. So there's probably what, not arc- as many new ones being made. What arcade machine would you? This get, is the pro- This is the problem, isn't it? Because, like, anything you get, fucking somebody comes into your den or whatever and is like, whoa, you must really like Smash TV. Like, yeah, I, I guess I do. Is it your favorite game is all you do play Smash TV? Because all your other games are little CDs and they go in your box and you play them. And this is the only one you have that's the size of a coffin. So you must really like Smash TV for it to occupy this much square footage in your house. Yeah, I guess I I guess it's a pretty good game. Um, I used to be, I used to like it. I used, then, yeah. Oh, you better like, man, you must play a lot of Smash TV. Not so much anymore. It is Smash, <laughs> t- it's 100 years old. And I, um, I did pay like $2,000 for this and it, it's the size of a coffin and it's in my den and it's taking up a lot of square footage. But it is still Smash TV and I've beaten it quite a few times. And like, I just play, I just finished Prey on PS4. It's a great little um, RPG shooter. I don't want it to be the size of a coffin in my office forever um and it's just gonna be there for a while until one of its pieces breaks and then it, i never touch it uh again boy you like you pray a lot huh to have this big box of it what i might do is what you could do is do uh one of the like a cocktail uh, now that i can get, cabinet yeah because then, then that it when it breaks it's a table and, and now you got a table yeah you got a they table also, it's a very you heavy do, like table. one of those emulator things where like within the cabinet is a well, computer stealing. that has that's like stealing. a thousand games but stealing well staff. i mean you pay for it but it's it's not i don't think I mean, that, that has a street cred there are three arcade games that i would own in okay. a heartbeat here we go joust Ugh. Ugh. burger time a travis and tapper i fucking love tapper so much oh yes tapper that's right. my third um, DDR would at least, I would get some good exercise out of it. And the uh, Deal or No Deal machine, it would just be nice to have, like, Howie Mandel's voice booming from my garage every, like, minute and a half. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm just in the living room watching Twin Peaks <laughs> and just, like, having a really great time with my kids. And then and Howie's from, in a track mode. And just... he's in a track mode, like, come on, John, and open these fucking briefcases. <laughs> like, Whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know why. You just lost a you, million dollars, fuckface. Okay, you, Howie. Whoa. If you did buy a, like a machine like that, you do really have two options, right? Like your choice is to have this like stupid malfunction, like you, pointless box of glass and steel, or you can have Howie Mandel shouting at you twenty four hours a day. There's really not a good option for your deal or no deal machine. What if you just got like a licensed 
and like connected to the system video gambling machine just like right in your house now that was talking. like fully like <laughs> like you could put money in it you could win money some some like really really porny <laughs> be good too because someone would be like well justin your gambling's out of control you gotta stop and he's like i don't think that's a wise investment i don't yeah. think i've gotten my money back out of it justin you, got, you gotta stop playing so much video poker the house always wins like motherfucker i am the house it's, <laughs> in, the house. it's in my house i win <laughs> i ha- i can't get rid i can't quit gambling because uh, uh, this investment is either gonna pay for itself or not like very much but it, it might you never know I'm having, keep hitting it i had a lot of bad beats today i'm having a bad day of poker but the cards are so sexy so horny and sexy it's just fun it's kind of fun and flirty to play it because you know you shouldn't be here i want to read this yahoo because it's a good transition it's from uh level 9000 yadru drew, drew davenport thank you drew it's from yadru answers user sorry something's gone wrong we'll say dougie asks what do you think it would feel like to get crushed or killed by goro from mortal kombat Mm. <sighs> Probably not good. I mean, like not good. Well, maybe it's like think... a hug that's like one degree too much. Yeah, it's like two hugs. So Goro yeah. does have that happening. Um, Goro is a big, a big man from Mortal Kombat. He's got four arms, I think, or does he have six? Not six. Six is too many. I feel I like he's got the four arms be... and the two legs, which are kind of like arms but with feet at the end. You're right. Okay, so six sort of. Stick out, stick out body parts, whatever those. Yeah, like at first it might be, it might be kind of nice. Okay, you know what I mean. Like until you died from it, at first it might be like, man, forearm hug. Yeah, nobody gets these, but you are getting it. You know, so it's good, 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 very bad. Roro, yeah, <laughs> that's about very the that's the trajectory of it. Good, 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 nothing. So what I guess what I'm saying is like as a way to go. Yes, yeah, go bad. <laughs> Right, because it would be like, oh, this is so nice. I'm getting tired. Done. Scor- like, that's yeah, it. Scor- <laughs> Scor- the scorpion is just like, oh no, he got me with his big stick, his big uh, grappling hook thing. Ah, oh, it's in me. He's pulling me towards me. He took off his mask. There's just a dang skull over under there. This is all very scary. Oh, he burned me up. Every part of that, from the grappling hook to the skull to the burning, was scary. But Goro's just like, hey, get, hey, do get over here. Oh, get on in yeah. here! Get on in here! That was here. actually and his catchphrase. Get on in get here! Up, get get up, up into this! Get up into this! And pop! <laughs> the scorpion is irritating because you would definitely have a good fifteen seconds where, where like the thing is in your chest. And you're like, oh man! Oh man! Ow! Dude. Why would you? Sub Zero, Sub Zero, freeze you, and you're like, oh, I'm frozen. If he punch me, if he punch me now. I br- I'll break all over and oh I'm watching him because I'm froze I can't I can't not watch him and I gotta face right and oh, he's walking over he's gonna punch me I just thought he would break he broke me I'm done it is it is doubly irritating because he said get over here and he didn't even give me a chance like mm-hmm. you said it give me a ch- especially the second time that you've done it I clearly know the stakes right I'm gonna get over there if you just ask you don't need the hook again yeah. I don't understand this carrot and stick approach just like just ask me to come over there and I will for sure. It's just there's no there's no other fighter. Kung Lao, you see the razor brimmed hat before you even start fighting. You're like, he's gonna cut me very bad with that. And now I'm just anticipating it. Can we not do this, please? You know, here's the okay. 
I would like to take a second to talk about who I think is the most insulting um, character in the Mortal Kombat universe, and that's Johnny Cage. Because here's the thing. You look around, you got a scorpion, he shoots out uh, a thing. Or you, you talk about your Sub-Zero, he can freeze you. Gora, he's got fucking forearms. Johnny Cage is just a human. And when he kills you, he mm. gives you a signed headshot of himself. Yeah, that is so he's insulting a, to the person he has just killed. What? He's a he's a prick. He's a yeah, prick. it's like, hey, I, I killed you, and you can shoot out ice and chains and have four arms, and I killed you I'm with just my simple human strength. Yeah. You know, and also the the other thing is if you kill Johnny Cage, like as you're killing him, he's like, Well, I'm a human. Good job. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a real proud. I'm, I'm a real person, Justin. Does it feel good? This is you're your first this is your you first taste of grats. <laughs> it's your first grats. taste of it. Great. I think that Johnny Cage should never be able to win a fight in Mortal Kombat. And here's why. He's fighting up against a seven foot dude with like four arms. I don't think he wins that fight. Obviously he did in the Mortal Kombat movie because he used a little bit of trickery. Um, but like he's fighting against a guy who could do ice magic. I don't, I wouldn't win that fight. I don't see why Johnny Cage gets to, um, what do you think it'd be like to be kissed by Goro from Mortal Kombat on the mouth? So Grover, you got a Yahoo or, <laughs> or Justin, um, you want to read another question? Not tender. I think he Wait, how good. the fuck do you know? Oh, I've, I've never do you had think just cause he's well, a big strong person with four arms who can crush you that he can't also tenderly kiss a person i think goro would be an excellent kisser and let's move on and and with that said uh i go to the same i think goro fucks like a leaf like falling (laughs) off of the most beautiful tree (laughs) so is there a nude goro online that i can (laughs) i mean probably can you generate a nude goro hey everybody this is your pal griffin just want to let you know those those eight characters I just typed into the Google search bar, I think I may have found the worst eight characters you could type into Google. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta get a quick one. Oh no, he did it. I will say there's a lot of just sort of regular old pornography here in the mix too, as if Google was like, I'm not gonna give you that, but I can tell what you're trying did to you get mean, to. You probably meant to just type nude, right? <laughs> right, the Goro is a typo. <laughs> I go to the same coffee place damn every good single morning. Nice. Uh, damn good coffee. Damn good coffee. Got it. Yeah, got it. <laughs> the same guy, Daniel, always makes my same vanilla iced coffee every day. Everything was normal and fine. But for the last two weeks, he's been pestering me about getting something else and saying things like, don't you want to try the new brownie espresso flavor? Or we've got something new for you, a fruity drink. And gets visibly disappointed slash annoyed whenever I politely decline and just ask for my same vanilla iced coffee. It's been making me feel pretty uncomfortable slash pressured. Is there any way I can ask him to please quit pressuring me and just make boring drink? Or do I have to find another Duncan to dunk in? That's from the girl with the Duncan tattoo. Okay, listen. <laughs> I don't know how to break this to you, but he may be. Shh. Take a seat. He may be doing that to everyone because he works at a business. So I'm not sure, but he may just have to ask you about the new drink that they've got and see if you want one. Because you know how it happens at every store like that? It may be what's going on here. Now, I can understand your confusion because he's obviously very, very bad at his job. If he's throwing up fucking solid gold Shark Tank pitches like, we got something new in stock fruity drink what does that even mean you know 
I have to imagine this question asker has not actually been paying that close attention to the pitches. Maybe Daniel didn't throw up this rock. Maybe they just heard, you know, mango, culada, strawberry, and then that's all they heard. And they're like, yeah, it's some sort of fruity drink. I don't know. He's just a he's just a chittering automaton yeah. that makes my vanilla iced coffee for me. Unless. 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 I'm going to deliver this in a tone of voice. Um, and it's possible, just possible, that this is how Daniel said it. <clears throat> Do, don't you want to try the new brownie espresso flavor? Oh, I see. This is, uh, this is an implied, please. Yes. This, this, you mean, Travis, this is him. The man, the myth, the legend, Daniel Duncan. I worked so hard to make this. It's a drink, but fruity flavors instead of vanilla. F- I thought you would, Samantha, I thought you'd really like this. It's got mango time in it. You don't. I made it for you. I made it for you. My dad, Carl Donuts, said that nobody <laughs> would like this, and I didn't believe him. He said people just want the coffee, but he, I didn't believe him. He sounds like that, and I didn't believe him. And I, I guess I should have listened. I guess nobody does want a fruity drink. We got all this mango back here. It's starting to stink. <laughs> Buy a fruity drink next time and throw it to the floor as hard as you possibly can so it splashes all over the store and yourself. And then while you're still sort of dripping with the kiwi stuff, just say, like, now, what did we learn, Daniel Duncan? I'll have the regular. <laughs> Call him that to his face, Daniel Duncan. Call him that to his face. Say Daniel Duncan. And he'll say, you know, I, you don't have to be a member of the Duncan family to work here. And I'll say, I know how this, I know how this whole cabal works. Just or you'll take call the fr- him Daniel Duncan. He'll fly off on a giant spoon and you'll uh, solve the mystery. <laughs> He's like the Baba Yaga. If you say his true name, he has to leave and go to torment another village. Uh, I, yeah, I'd love to try that fruity drink. Can you just um, say your name backwards? If you could just say that out loud, I'd be ha- Here's what you do. You get the fruity drink, you upturn it on his head and say, either you just won a major sporting event or I want you to fucking listen to me next time. Yeah. And I guarantee <laughs> you'll never have this issue again. You just won the Super Bowl. I don't Bowl pay of- you to think, Daniel. You just won the Super Bowl of not giving me the drink I want. <laughs> well done, coach. Gonna definitely take him that big brass ring for this year. Uh, I, if we're gonna buy our own vanilla iced coffees, I don't know. I got nothing. It's time to go to the money zone. What do you think it's like to be crushed and killed by Daniel from the... <laughs> Father's Day is just around the corner, and dads can be impossible to shop for. Difficult to find something that feels special he'll actually use. Always waiting last minute, etc. You know, this is a common copy point that we get. Hey, everybody's impossible to shop for. Nobody, yes. it's impossible to buy gifts for anybody. Uh, anyway. Except for babies. It's really easy to get stuff for babies. If it crinkles, if it shakes, is you're good. You can buy things that are too grown up for babies and just say, like, it's too big for him now, but just wait for it. And then you never have to fucking find out if they liked it or not. You, it's, it's delayed delayed reaction. It's perfect. Um, since I became a dad, actually, it's weird. I've turned into just a really unsatisfiable, picky piece of shit. So mm. I, get, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a great solution for that, Griffin. Harry's. It's all about a great shave at a fair price. You get... Five German-crafted blades, flex hinge, lubricating strip, 100% quality guarantee. There's a full refund if you're not happy, and they just cost $2 a blade or less, which is half the price, being generous, of the leading five razor brand. 
And uh, the the shave sets from Harry's, they start off at just $15, and you get $5 off when you go to harrys.com slash mybrother. You'll get a razor handle, moisturizing shave gel, and yep. three of Harry's. That gum uh, you like is going Yeah, I was going to say, is this a style. Twin Peaks reference? You're... That that sometimes and it's a um it's uh got a flex hinge so uh sometimes the blades bim back um and interesting and fact that 15 dollars set is uh named harry truman after the sheriff from twin peaks no it's yeah not. harry harry's limited edition father's day shave set comes with a storm gray razor handle chrome razor stand because that's all dads can love anymore <laughs> that's the one color guys <laughs> this is what dads can handle if it's not the color of a battleship dads aren't interested <laughs> Three replacement blades and a travel cover, and it comes in a sleek, giftable, uh, okay, box with the option to add custom engraving and a personalized card for free. Don't try to get your own box. No, don't no, try no. to get your own box. It may not be giftable. Your dad may throw it back in your face, and that's dangerous. It's full of razor. Full of razor blades. You might actually find that it's you're unable to keep it. That you try to retain it. But yeah. it continues to escape and present itself to someone you unlike, love. Unlike that dumb box that you have, you give it to your dad or uncle or whatever, and then the next day it's sitting on your couch like the mask because you can't gift it, dummy. Uh, so that address again, harrys.com slash my brother. That's harrys.com slash my brother. We did a good job. Five dollars off a shave set. Go, Hell yeah. Go, go yeah. down. I need to look at this one because there's a lot of red text on this one that we're not allowed to say. So. Well, that's because this one's a this one's a serious business. That's what I'm going to say about Betterment. It's a serious business, and there it's a it's uh they they have lots of things that we just can't say because of like like laws. But it's it's the largest independent online financial advisor. That ain't ain't no law against that. And they help improve customers' long-term returns and lower taxes for retirement planning, building wealth, and other financial goals. That was all a legal sentence. A legal sentence I just said, so we're good so far. You know how you listen to our show hoping to get some financial advice? Well, oh, God, no. Don't do that. <laughs> Betterment.com slash MBMBAM. It says I have to tell you that investing involves risk. So that's done. That's that out of true. the way. Um, and this is this one also, their, their tagline, Betterment, rethink what your money can do. I think that I think I don't know how many of our listeners want to get investing. So I think the best thing we can do is offer us offer really bad investing advice. And then they'll be like, well, this is obviously not right. Let's go to Betterment. So like, for instance, if I said like, y'all, it's time to double down on cans, you want to get as much money in cans as you possibly can. Oh, see, and that's we can do something fun with that too. Like cans are popping off; it's everybody's favorite way to store things. Investing involves risk, guys. Oh, and it's risky shit. It's risky. You don't. You need professionals like those at Betterment.com. Man, I hope this is all legal to say. So find out how you can get up to six months managed for free by going to Betterment.com/slash/mbmbam. Betterment, rethink what your money can do. I'm rethinking because I've just. I put up my sh- put my fucking shirt into cans, y'all. My baby's my baby's retirement fund that I was saving up for him. Is it a shirt? It, I put it in cans. It was a shirt. I was gonna sell my shirt so my baby can go to good college. Is it a love good that oh Henry the love that oh Henry story? This shirt cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, here's a message for Peter Owen. It's a Jumbotron message. If you want to get a Jumbotron on the show, too bad we sold out. 
Here's a message, and it's for Peter Owen, and it's from Nicole Rupp, who says, My dearest love, happy first anniversary from your favorite brothers and your favorite wife. Aren't you glad I made you listen to that first time? Aren't you glad I made you listen that first time? I hope this message makes up for some of the times I left the lid off or something. I love you, Cole. Wait, Cole? Cole? Wait, what? Wait, this is... Oh, Nicole. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Oh. And let me tell you something. Let me tell you guys something. Everybody listening. Cans? No lid to leave off. There, it's a one-time deal. Please buy these fucking cans. My house is full of cans. My house is full completely with cans. Happy anniversary, Nicole and Peter. Well, uh, anniversary. To... All right. Mm-kay. Yeah, that's that's good. I'm Travis, just trying I... to do some branding. Can I bring you on as a marketing media manager or whatever? Because I gotta move these cans, Travis. I'm sitting on ten cans right now. Here's a slogan for you, Griffin. Nobody hates these cans. Okay, that could help too. From Twin Peaks. I want to tell you guys about the Nisei Garage. It's a monthly music well. service <laughs> show. Well, it may be Nisei, it may be Nice Garage. A monthly music showcase hosted out of Ripe Art Gallery in Huntington, New York. You get three acts per show with different bands every time. Now, uh, you, you want to hear some new music? Go to nicegaragemusic.com and you get an archive of every show spanning over two years and 50 plus acts. And if you're local to Long Island, you can check out Nice Garage on Facebook for show info and updates. They got new recordings and videos to those pages once a week, so there's bound to be something for everybody. Don't be fooled. Don't go to shittygarage.com. That's completely yeah. different. Okay, let me see this garage. Whoa, yeah. They shouldn't call this a garage. When I hear garage, I think of like my old paint cans and my... Uh, classic cars that I have. My sort of Jay Leno-esque collection of classic cars. Covered in paint cans. Covered in paint cans. This looks like a nice garage. One where you can keep like a big freezer full of jerky or something. Uh, Or or like uh, musicians. All right. Freezer full of musicians. (laughs) (laughs) What's Ben Affleck and or Drake up to? What show should I be watching right now? Should The Rock run for president? How about Oprah? What's a great French film about lady cannibals? Who's stronger, Luke Cage or Iron Fist? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable discussion that always has a fun, diverse panel talking about the stuff we love. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. This was sent in by Brew Lee, who says, uh, thank you, Brew Lee. It's by Yahoo Answers user Ella, who says, who are the real emos? Who do you think are the real emos in our society today? We have many people dressing like them, but who are the real ones? I think it's hard to tell because there are people who try to look cool and so they dress like an emo. Then there are real people who suffer and are truly emotional. Who agrees slash disagrees with how do how do you agree or disagree with who are the real emos? Who are the real Here's emos? Because you see somebody and they have that that wild hair that I see on kids at the mall, and it's like, are yeah. you all? But you can't say it. But it's like, are you all? But really, you think about it, and maybe the real emos are is like Tom Bergeron. 
See, okay, Griffin, here's the question. Is it is it a subversion thing where it's like you look at someone and you're like, they're, they look emo, but they're not real, and that person doesn't look emo, and they really are? Or is it that within the population of the emo-looking population, there are actual mm. emos in mm. there? It's so much deeper than your just wild mall hair or your just sort of the clothes that they all have. It, for me, yes. it's it, it's. I mean, it is the music, but it's. I. I. You can't. You can never ever tell. What Jill. Bi- Jill. Bi- Jill Biden loves Panic at the Disco, and you wouldn't know that, but she's real emo. Do you guys remember Balloon Boy? Yeah. You remember Balloon Boy? He went up in the balloon, or he didn't, and his parents were trying yeah. to get on TV. He was real emo. <laughs> he was one. That's one. So there's. That's at that's least one. Two. Yeah, Chris Caraba, the lead lead singer for Dashboard Confessional, not, not really. No. Weird. Just just cashing in on it. The the Heaney family, uh, you know they're emo because Richard Heaney made an invention called Bear Scratch, that is a long log that you nail to a corner of your home, and then you rub your back on it, and that's uh, it's a long stick that you adhere to your wall. And then you scratch your back with it. It's called the bear scratch. If, if you had to pick one, yeah. who would you say is more emo? Joe mm. Montana or Joe Montana? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, Joe Montana used to throw footballs for money. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. don't let him anymore. That's so it. So he's probably not happy. He's probably not feeling great. He's probably got like weird swollen shoulders with like football bone spurs and I, that would make that i think he i think he definitely listens to taking <laughs> Griffin, back i thought even he had swollen shoulders from not being able to throw footballs i have to get the throws out i'm They're saying, building uh, up in there he owns a lot of sunny sunny day real estate albums all of them on the flip side though joe, joe montagna constantly has to <laughs> remind people that he's not chaz palmentieri so that mm-hmm. that may be something that he's kind of and, sad about. And Joe Montana. He, no, no, you've, you've misunderstood. <laughs> no, no. Man, God. <laughs> hey, Joe, as long as we got you here, can we chuck the pigskin around? I mean, I guess. Yeah, right. I, I guess. I'm I not mean, yeah, you know I'm not Joe Montana. Oh, no, I know. I've just always wanted to play football with you, Joe Montana. Okay? <laughs> Did you guys That's ever fun. play on Genesis? Joe Montana's football? Mm-hmm. <laughs> way it was good because the quarterback was Joe Montana, the actor, and he would uh he did not throw the football well or accurately. So it was really a running game. Yeah. Very, very focused on the running game and Joe Montana. Have you guys ever football. wondered if maybe they were switched at birth and Joe Montana was supposed <laughs> to be a football star and Joe Montana was supposed to be an actor? If your name is sliding doors, huh? There's no reality in which you're not a football quarterback. Like, yeah. you have to be with that name. Well, but Justin, if Joe Montana had gone to the right family, he would have been Joe Montana. The last that's, name doesn't travel with the baby wherever it goes. That's the outliers, people. That's that's what Malcolm Gladwell was talking about. <laughs> yeah, the whole chapter about Montana versus Montana and how a last name affects a child's football performance is one of the more esoteric, but I think enjoyable chapters of the outliers. You cannot go to an all-time low concert without seeing John Madden there. He's a, he, he he's truly, I, I think that's about as deep as it gets. He As long as we're talking about football, gentlemen. Deep, yeah. deep, deep roots in the, the emo community. I'm just saying you, you never, know. you don't look at somebody with their wild hair and say you're an emo because th- you don't know that John Madden is deeply, deeply into the scene. 
that's actually really hard for him too because he refuses to fly. So he's got to get on that big bus every time and he just has follow all time low around. He'll just travel with them. He'll like be in the bus with them and just be like, "Great set last night." Boom! <laughs> he he makes his bus pull over at the same rest stops they do, <laughs> and, and, and like literally every time they use the bathroom, they hear echoing in the men's room. I can't believe I'm taking a dump with all time low. Yeah, <laughs> it's so my excited. dream. This is uh, my dream. Yeah, we did it yesterday, John. <laughs> now get back in. We need to practice some new songs. Uh, Justin's doing a Paramore song. This is my favorite track. I want a much. Squad. Squad. I want too much. Squad. Squad. Good news. I just uh, found out this week that uh, Carl's Jr. and Hardy's uh, have a site for press releases, and I'm pretty excited about that. Because <laughs> they, because because um, they up to some shit always. <laughs> and, uh, they're into the business. <laughs> this may I've read a lot of these. This may be the most buckwild opening. It's a real up and down. So hold on for the ride of your life. After welcoming back fictional founder Carl Hardy Sr. Wait, and what? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tire screech. What? And purging their past live on the internet last weekend. Um, so yeah. I, so I guess they're on some. They are. They're on some McElroy level of metafiction right now that I am kind of deeply into. So here's the wild thing about the, this is an advertising campaign where they had an old man pretend to be Carl's. Carl Hardy Sr. <laughs> and okay. the reason the place has been garbage for so long is that his son, Carl Hardy Jr., was running the place, and that's why they've been garbage for so long. So that's like that's the advertising campaign that they were trying for. So now Carl Hardy that's Sr. One way, that's one way to do it. When Do- when one, Domino's did this, Domino's were like, Yeah, our pizza's trash, we're gonna fix it. And then they fix it. It was like, that's ah, Okay, it's better now. Their thing is like, ah, it's my dumbass millennial son. He's the reason yeah. the burgers stink. So now we're and back. Sorry and sorry about I... all the commercials with all the objectified women. That Listen, was my, my son. My son's just so wildly, just uh, horny all the time. Just profoundly, <laughs> like deeply so horny. Emo. For sorry about my emo horny son. He's he's uh, horny for burgers the way that David Lynch is horny for coffee and pies in the nineteen fifties. <laughs> They did. They and they made sure to clarify fictional founder because that's fun. Yeah. For your campaign, uh, the ch- the chains uh, today announced their next and most epic food innovation: the baby back rib burger. God, it's With the bones first and everything. Ever, <laughs> bones it's and the all. First ever QSR. Quick, who's got it? QSR. Uh, there's I, I can't think of a Q word. Quick service restaurant burger to feature real boneless baby back ribs. And it's if only there the, was another word for a quick service restaurant. <laughs> not not one that doesn't have all the baggage. Um they they fired their they fired Fast Food Junior and brought back the original founder, Quick Service Restaurant Senior. Uh they are reclaiming okay. It serves as the ultimate expression of the brand's recently reclaimed identity as pioneers of the great American burger. Christ. Wow. It's a fucking burger that you put more non-burger meat atop. It is you it, it, This is not the signing of the Civil Rights Act 
Hardy's yeah, Carl. And Griffin has 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 sort of guessed the 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 twist here. And they lay it out and say it features real boneless baby back ribs that are charbroiled and dipped in sweet and smoky cattleman's original BBQ sauce. The ribs are then stacked on one of the chain's famous charbroiled beef patties. And it's like you can't just say that. You're doing something terrible. Yeah. You're doing a sin. You can't just say the sin with a straight face and not expect us to know you're sinning. Can I say something? I don't want to shop here anymore. I always take my family here every Sunday and go have a great time with their uh, their very tall burgers. But, like, if you're not going to stand up for your fucking son when he makes a mistake... <laughs> th- th- that's an element of this we haven't really discussed. It's just like yeah. my dumb yeah. shithead son. My dumb shithead son fucked up our company, so fuck him. He's out. Anyway, here's a rib burger. All better. Sorry, it was so, so bad. My son sucks. Like so, Carl, uh, we we're looking over your resume, and we're so happy you want to join us at Twitter. What sort of job experience have you had? Uh, I ruined Hardee's. Yeah, my dad. Okay. My dad let me go because, and he hates me now because I made too many sex commercials. <laughs> wow, he didn't stand up for you. No, not even for like a fucking second those sex commercials were pretty bogus yeah i know but nobody's nerfed anyway my dad fired me he wouldn't i got a new commercial no second chances he said here's the new commercial okay um there kate upton stop carl stop Stop. no listen it's good kate upton uh loads up twitter on her phone and then she is in a bikini match and she unhinges her jaw and swallows her phone whole. <laughs> you just really see her just jam the whole phone in there while Twitter's there. And it's like, what do you have to say? Like today on Twitter she's is not, the tagline. She'd be on there and she'll get a mean tweet from somebody and then a big water balloon full of hot nacho cheese falls on her. <laughs> what the fuck, man? When do I start? When do I start? <laughs> today. Because we're Twitter Wait. and we're fucking bad too. <laughs> I, it's a, Justin, God. I would like to make a Munch Squad called Shot. Okay. By, by the end of 2017, someone will come out with a sandwich that is a hamburger with a fried chicken patty on it. Or okay. vice versa. Okay, I would love that. And the How fact that f- this doesn't already exist is baffling to me. Yeah. Um. So I haven't even gotten to the quotes yet. Mm, Brad Haley, Chief Marketing Officer for Carl Jr. and Hardee's. What does he have to say? Recently, we set out to reclaim our rightful status as pioneers of the great American burger. Is this the second time that that sentence appears in this one press release? It's in quotes, so it's their thing. So we had to show the world that we're back with a burger that truly earned a place on that mantle. We really spit in the face of McDonald's. (laughs) Yes, and God... (laughs) Because we put two animals together. That really horrified both man and God. That everyone is terrified. Yeah, the tagline of this burger is, and it's kosher. And no one, no one, they don't know what the word means. That we've pioneered many iconic burgers over the years, but no other chain has ever before put real boneless baby back ribs on a charbroiled burger and with some crispy onion strings, pickles, and barbecue sauce on it. That sentence kind of got away from you, huh? (laughs) Also, just because nobody's done it before doesn't mean it's a good thing. Nobody's ever served their burgers in a functioning $2,100 electric Japanese toilet. Well, no, there's a... But there's a... We're pioneers of a true American experience. Enjoy it. You can have the toilet. Take it home with you, please. As you can imagine, it's not easy to get real boneless baby back ribs, but our friends at Shark Tank help us out by investing in a startup company that did just that. What? Wait, what? 
Wait, what? Yes, we're peeling Wait, back what? another layer. What is this? Sh- what is this Shark Tank invention? We did the uh, bone ripper. It's a you put the cows right in it, ribs just pop right out, no bones or anything. <laughs> We've it's made awesome. what we call soft cows. Now it's barbecue's boneless ribs. <laughs> barbecue is boneless ribs. Uh, he was on Shark Tank in 2013, and, they, and Damon John invested. And so here is his quote: <clears throat> When I first started Bub Accuse, I never thought I'd become the f- official rib supplier for two of America's most well-known fast food chains. And then they they uh, they shocked him with a cattle prod because he said fast food. He said, uh, "I mean, I mean, quick service <laughs> restaurant." <laughs> Back in the day, I was just happy to be bringing great ribs to the people of Avon, Ohio. And it it goes on like that. Here's my invention. I was raising my wobble cows. And then I'm looking for a hundred thousand dollars for thirty percent and wobble and then, cows. Here's the here's the here's the premise. <laughs> when I saw these cows with an easily removed exoskeleton of bones leaving just nothing but delicious meat afterwards, I said, I must have it. They've also credited the actors in here playing Carl Hardy Sr. and Carl Hardy Jr. It's uh, Kyle McLaughlin and Kyle McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he plays both of them. Uh, I hate my, I hate so, my, I hate my shitty kid. I'm sorry you ruined my fast food company, but he's out. Your son? He's out. Yeah, he's done. Your child? Where did you go? You know they're gonna they're gonna come back at us in like six months and be like, the, the fucking the prodigal son returns and kills his father and is like, sorry about the rib burger. We fucked up again. But <laughs> anyway, I learned a lot during my time uh, living with the the in the monastery, and uh, we're back at it this time. It's a fucking it's just one big fried ham bone, and then he's gonna come back and be like, oh, I had a kid. And the kid's gonna be like, sorry about the fried ham bone. I killed my dad. I'm 10, but I'm in charge now. Let's try this. I'm the boy hey. king. I'm Harl Cardis. I'm the lost brother. And from now on, plain bread. <laughs> plain bread. I'm from the bizarro dimension. I fell through a time slip. Now I run the joint. In a hundred years. Uncooked potatoes and plain bread. <laughs> In a hundred years, the commercial for Hardee's is just going to be a slow zoom starting from far away, and it's Carl Jr. 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 sitting on a throne with his family members' heads on a spike, and it gets it, cl- it closes in on his face, and he just says, a new era has begun. When you play the game of burgers, mm-hmm. you get diarrhea. Pretty much, I, there's not a win or lose state. It's pretty much just a diarrhea every time. He holds up a steam. He holds up a steaming bowl of burger soup and is immediately killed by his son. <laughs> a baby. It zooms in close on that son's mouth, and he just whispers, "Chocolate dipped burgers." How long did Carl? Okay, Carl Hardy Sr. I have a bone to pick with you. When you saw the first commercial yeah. of Jenny McCarthy hiding mustard in her bra or what the fuck ever, how were you like? Well, let's see where this goes. <laughs> he's new. He's still getting his sea legs. Let's see how it goes. How many did it take, Carl? I mean, well, Justin, what happened was he was actually out in the wilderness. He was living in a cabin. He wasn't seeing it, and like John Hammond, like landed his his. Uh, uh, you know, helicopter nearby. And he's like, I need you to come back, Carl. Yeah, we he's got. Like, no, one, I'm out of the game. We got one last mission for you. I can't. I told you, I'm out. Your son's making just super Randy Hardy commercials. <laughs> what? Not with my brand. <laughs> wait, let's let's see. Wait, my let's boy, see. my boy. He's well. Well, let's see these bad things. Wow, they are. These are bad things. I gotta get back. 
Do you think that we Andy could get... put potato chips and a hot dog on a burger? Nah, no, fuck this. Ribs on a burger. Wait, what? What? Never mind. Don't worry about it. Just get me back there. Do you think we could get Charles Esten from TV's Nashville, the uh, actor who portrays Carl Hardy Sr., to come on the show as a guest spurt in character as <laughs> Carl Hardy Sr.? Do you think that's possible? I mean, hey not... guys, by the way, can you just name him one thing now? Like you're pretty much like we all know, and the ga- the jig's obviously up. Yeah, because all your cups and stuff have both the names on it. Can you just call them all Hardys, please? And not Carl's Jr. By the way, please. Hey, hey Rally's Checkers, you're on fucking blast too. And as long as we're making a request, can we bring back the California raisins? Hey, as long as we're saying yeah. stuff, California Raisins, it's time for your time in the sun to come back. We're all there ready. There was a time when Hardee's had like raisin cinnamon rolls that were really good. Ooh, and I yeah. think that they were represented by uh, California right. Raisins. And, hey, and, and while we're at it, Arby's, my oh. favorite sandwich ever was when you put roast beef on a croissant. Can hey. you do that again? And hey, as long as we're at it, I miss Tastations, man. <laughs> These little guys, you suck on them for a long time, and they taste like butterscotch or chocolate or whatever the fuck. So what's up, Hershey's? Long as we're as long as we're at it, McDonald's bratwurst weren't anything to fuck with. How about it? How about it? These are good, tasty Polish sausages that you served at McDonald's. Don't know where the hell they came from, Johnsonville or something. Bring them back. Hey, Applebee's, remember when you used to just bring a plate of a bully bread to the table and I always used to wonder, man, I love this bread, and you could just buy it at the store? Can you just put it back in your restaurant? Because I always forget to buy it at the store, you know but I would what? totally get it yes. if it was Applebee's again. You know what else? As long as we're at it. What's, what happened to the mole on ABC? <laughs> Celebrity mole. Where did it go? How bad at ABC? Anything else? Uh, this has been our show, nope. my brother, my brother, me. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed yourself uh, on our program. If there's other things you want to bring back, go ahead and just tweet at Travis about it. Uh, and he'll read all those. Uh, Travis, Travis, I don't need Travis, that heat. Travis didn't really play in that space as much. I think Travis is just like, I like everything how it is today. This and is I look in the punishment. past and I'm like, it was way better because we had Tastations. This is his punishment. Uh, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for... Uh, supporting our show we have a big announcement it's huge it's so exciting and huge uh we've got a new podcast if you follow this feed you've heard one episode of it it is the McElroy brothers will be in trolls too uh it is now on itunes there are two episodes the one you already heard and then another new one featuring our agent joel Beglider. uh this is happening we are doing this this is the story is a non-fiction serialized prestige podcast about how we got into Trolls 2, which will happen, and it will serve as a historical document of how that all came together. Uh, there are two exciting episodes now. Please go rate, review, and subscribe to that. We'd love to get it up on the charts so people find out about it, especially DreamWorks. If we can go to them and say, hey, we have the number one comedy podcast, uh, and it's about this, they'll say, well, you're in, I guess. So please be able, you can have a part in this. So what is what I'm saying? You can be part of what helped us get into Trolls 2 by rating and reviewing and subscribing to that podcast and helping it to climb the heat chart. So please do that immediately. Um, Actually, two more announcements. One, um, in case you missed it, we put up 
uh, a audio commentary for episode one of the My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show, which has been available on CISO.com since February, but is also now available on iTunes in uh, the UK, Canada, Australia, and probably some other places. So uh, we've put up uh, the episode one commentary in, in this feed, in the My Brother, My Brother and Me feed. Um, and we've also recorded uh, an episode two commentary that should be out later. Um, trying to figure we'll out where probably to put do that. more, but definitely one and two are already in existence. Um, so you can check those out. Um, also, wanted to let everyone know. So in, I have been working. Um, we have been working with the guys from Welcome to Night Vale and Hank Green um, and John Green to uh, create a podcast convention in Seattle in December, December 9th and tenth. Um, and we are currently in the middle of our crowdfunding campaign to help us finance that so we can put together just uh, just a really kick-ass uh, uh, thing. There will be a My Brother, My Brother and Me performance there, uh, Alice Isn't Dead performance there, um, lots of performances there. Tons of cool people are going to be there. It's already shaping up to be a pretty amazing event. And you can help us uh, fund it and go ahead and get your uh, ticket to it. Uh, whether in person or we also have the ability to view it remotely, um, even if you're not able to make it out to Seattle, you can go to podcon.com, P-O-D-C-O-N.com to check it out. And there's a bunch of other rewards and tiers to help us uh, fund the project at, but go check that out, podcon.com. I want to thank John Roderick and Long Winters for the start of this song. It's a departure off of the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, it's a really good album that you should uh, definitely go buy and or rent. Do do people are people renting album? I don't know, but go listen to it because it's I, really very good. I also want to say thank you to David Lynch and Mark Frost for writing this episode. Um, I think it turned out really, really well. I know, I know. Um, so it, thank you. It got a little weird there in the middle and went on like it. We weren't talking very quickly, and it was a very long-winded episode. Hey, that's just how we do it. It builds tension and uh, fear. So. Mark Frost used to follow me on Twitter. What happened? Uh, what did you do? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know why he started following me, but he doesn't anymore. Oh. He used to, though. Well, shoot. Well, maybe right. we'll bring him back in the fold with all of this cool Twin Peaks talk. Yeah, yeah uh, this really cool episode that we did about Twin Peaks, mostly. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, Griffin, do you have one last Yahoo? Yeah, this final Yahoo out? was sent in by like nine people. Thank you, nine people. It's from Yahoo Answers user Allie asks... How to get silly putty out of bed sheets? I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Mugs, shirts, stickers, patches, tanks, and more are yours for the purchasing at MaxFunStore.com. Hey, you already love the podcasts, so why not take this to the next level and outfit your home and bod with our merch? MaxFunStore.com. Because if you have to wear a shirt, it should be one of ours.